Psalm 122 says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You might be saying that's a little weird to give that scripture today, going into the house of the Lord. That's intentional. The reason that's intentional is because the house of the Lord is not made of plaster and paint. Uh, but the house of the Lord is wherever you are. Wherever you are, there's, there's an altar there. Wherever you are, uh, there should be pews there. And Jesus should be front and center. So I'm glad to be with you today. Glad to be piping into your homes, into um, whatever device that you are streaming this on. If you're getting this service, it is because we have pre-recorded it. Clearly, the city has locked down everything, and we're not even allowed into the space. And so if you're getting this sermon piped to you, uh, it was recorded previously, but I'm so grateful to pastor in a time where technology is available uh, and allows all of us to have access to content, access to word, access to community, access uh, to good worship. I am grateful for that. Do me a favor, share this link with somebody, text somebody, text your friend and let them know that we are live right now and uh, we are uh, looking forward to hanging out with a few people just for a few minutes uh, I'm really eager to preach the word of God. So why don't you grab your devices and meet me in Matthew chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven is where we're going to be hanging out. Man, I don't know about y'all, but I love the word of God. Uh, Ty and I were talking earlier and um, and she said something very profound to me. She was talking about how during this season of life, how um the foundations in which we build our lives on gets exposed. Like God, God, it's almost like God rips things away and he does that intentionally so we can be left with him and not the stuff that is fleeting. And the statement was so profound, but it wasn't just profound. Like it didn't just hit me in my heart. I thought it was so theologically rich that I ran to the scriptures and tried to find something to back up what she was saying. And I think I found it in Matthew chapter seven. Uh, let me read it and then I'll uh, announce our topic, our theme, and then we'll pray and then we'll get into the word of God. If you're in Matthew 7, uh, why don't you do me a favor? Get right to verse 24. Verse 24 says this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on a rock. And everyone then who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the flood came, and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell, don't miss this part, and great was the fall. I wanna to preach today from the topic entitled Built to Last. Uh, let's look to the Lord before we dig in. Uh, Father, we are certainly in desperate need of you. We are living in a chaotic time. We're living in a time of uncertainty and a time where we are perplexed. And many of us are baffled and confused. And some of us don't even know where, where, where the, the next paycheck is coming from or how bills will get paid. Somebody might even be dealing and wrestling with sickness. And so, Father, today is the day that I pray, oh God, that you would uh, help us not to focus on our problem. Help us not to focus on the storms that are ahead of us. But Father, help us to focus on your presence in the midst of hardship. You've never promised that we would live a life that would be absent from trouble. But you did promise stuff like in Matthew 28 that you would never leave us. 
nor forsake us. And so, Father, today, oh God, would you show us how present and near you are to everybody that is under the sound of my voice? Would you show them that you are present with them today? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Built to last. We are certainly living in a time of um, deep uncertainty. I think um, if you consider just 2020, now you ain't even got to go far back. Just consider 2020 and the, the tragedies that we've already seen, whether it was the tragic death of Kobe Bryant or if you consider with me uh, the cancellation of uh, the NBA season or if you would consider with me the spreading of uh, COVID-19. These are some, some, some deep troubling times that we are in. And whenever huge events like this happen, I, th I think what Ty said to me earlier is exactly what happens. I think we start to realize the stuff that we leaned on really was fleeting. And, and, and some others start to realize that the stuff that they are leaning on, which is Christ, is a solid ground, a solid foundation. And if I could say anything, if there's one point that I could drive away to you today is that you need to check your foundation today. Because the foundation in which you are building your life on is extremely important. If I was to ask you to describe your house and I was to ask you to tell me just just give me some details about your house. I bet you you would tell me about the square footage. You might tell me the location, what part of uh, this world you live in, what part of New York, what part of Brooklyn, what part of Bedside that you live in. You might tell me about your street. You might tell me you might tell me about how many windows you have and the paint color and. If you have a driveway, if you live in a building versus a house, if you have a back, you tell me all of these details about your house. But what I'm willing to bet is that you wouldn't tell me about the foundation of the house. And here's the crazy part. The foundation of the house is the most important part of the house. Like consider with me that the, the color choice that you uh, decided to paint your room with is not going to keep the house up. That stuff is fleeting. That stuff doesn't even matter. But what matters is the foundation of the house. And many of us, the building you're in right now or the house you're in, the apartment you're in, you have no clue what the foundation is. Shoot, I don't know what the foundation is under the place that I'm in right now, the building I'm in right now, because most of us don't care about stuff like that. But Jesus, I think maybe because he's a carpenter, if you notice these words are in red, that means Jesus is saying these words. And it could be because he's a carpenter, he's giving us a parable about how we are to build houses. But the houses that he's talking about in the passage represent our lives. And, and I think no one better to talk about a faulty foundation versus a secure foundation like Jesus Christ. The parable that is before us shows us the danger of building on sand. But it also shows us the importance and it gives us a reason why we should rejoice if we built our life on a strong foundation. I don't know if you've heard of this parable before, the parable of the, the wise builder and the foolish builder. But this, this parable is not as famous as the prodigal son. The parable before us is not as beloved as the good Samaritan. But I'd argue anybody up and down that this parable is extremely important purely based on a strategic location in Matthew. For example, Jesus has been preaching the last three chapters. 
This is the longest sermon Jesus ever preached. He preached Matthew 5. He started the sermon in Matthew 5. He preached all the way through Matthew 6. Now that we're in Matthew 7, he preached all the way through Matthew 7. I, I don't know if Jesus was hooping right now. I don't know if he's holding his ear. I don't know if he's spitting, if he's doing a T.D. Jakes sweat. I don't know what Jesus is doing right now. But for some reason, he decides to give us a lengthy sermon. And the sermon that he gives us is not just a, a sermon like today is focused on one thing, the foundation. Mm -mm. The entire sermon has a bunch of different content in it. He's talking about how he fulfills the law. He's talking about anger and lust and what to do about divorce. And he's talking about uh, loving your enemy. He's talking about fasting. He's talking about judging others. And finally, after he talks about all of this content, he concludes the sermon, which I would almost feel is anticlimactic. He concludes the sermon by giving us this parable. And the reason I would say it's anticlimactic is because most people want to end a sermon by rejoicing. Jesus ends the sermon by saying, take heed to what I said, because what I said is what you should build your life on. You should build your life on my words. Consider with me the passage before us. I want to point out the audience that he gives us in this passage. Look, look at verse 24 with me. Everyone. Then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man. Please underline, circle, draw a line out to the margin and write, is he talking to me around this one word? Everyone. Notice that the verse starts out by Jesus making sure that everyone that is under the sound of his voice knows that they're building on one or two, uh, one or two foundations. That is what Jesus is giving us. He says, everyone, that means no one can hear Jesus' words, walk away and say he wasn't talking to me. Mm -mm. If Jesus is saying everyone, that means there is no one excluded. All of us are spiritual architects. All of us are building our life on something. And maybe you're listening to this sermon. And you're going, uh -uh, I ain't building my life on nothing. No, you, you're building your life on something. And here's the question I want to pose to you. And I don't want to be rude. So forgive me for my aggressiveness. But are you building your life like the wise builder or are you the fool? Because Jesus, I didn't call you a fool. Jesus called you a fool if you're building your life on anything other than him. And I think a season like we're in right now with all of the chaos around us is the type of season that really does expose the foundation that we're on. And so he says here in verse 24, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. But then if you look at verse 26, he gives the contrast, comparison and contrast. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Note, notice here that Jesus gives us the difference between a wise builder and a foolish builder. And what makes one wise and what makes one foolish is very clear. Jesus says that the wise builder is wise because he heard the word and he obeyed the word. He followed what Jesus said. So therefore, the wise builder built his life on Jesus and his words. But Jesus says the contrast is true as well. The foolish builder hears the word. It's not, he's not ignorant that the foolish builder hears the word, but he walks away and he doesn't obey. He walks away and he builds his life on everything else. And the way verse 26 says it is he builds his life on sand. Then maybe you're asking the question that I was asking when I first read this. What is sand? Like, what, what, what do you mean build your life on 
saying, what in my life am I building on that's not stable? That's not a, a stable foundation, not a stable ground. Money. Money is, is, is something that you never should build your life on. Don't hear me say don't make money. I'm just saying don't build your life on it. Shoot, we're living in a season right now where, let's be honest, money is being shaken right now. I, we have no clue what the economic ramifications to this uh, COVID-19 will do to our economy. We have no clue. I've talked to business owners that were doing well. I mean, they financially, there was security, and, and they, they felt comfortable. But look how fast that thing shifted. We're really what you see happening here is Jesus shaking up the stuff that we're building our lives on. Again, don't hear me say don't make money. I'm just saying don't be the foolish builder that is building your life on finances. That's sand. Building your life on a, on a degree. Like, listen, I know you smart or whatever. Go ahead. Build your life on your degree if you want to. That is unstable ground. Sometimes we try to build our life on our charisma and our skills of being able to be eloquent and we try to build our lives on our positions and our titles and our performance and our ability to connect in social networks. Shoot, none of us is social networking right now. So if we build our lives on this stuff, Jesus says that we're building our life on a sand, but he name calls, he says we're foolish. Do you know foolish here is an interesting word? When he says foolish here, foolish in the Greek is the word moros. It is where we get our word moron from. In fact, it goes deeper than just moron. It doesn't just mean moron. It means stupid moron. That, that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, if you hear my words, you walk away and you build your life on something else. When the storm comes and it exposes the foundation, you're a fool if you built on sand. But the opposite is true as well. If you've built on a solid foundation, you have something to rejoice about. I just want to read this verse real quick. Proverbs 1 verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Nothing will endure the storms of life except building a foundation on Jesus Christ. That there is no other foundation that can be laid which is laid. That is the person of Jesus Christ. And so don't build it on your education, your money, your, your, your zip code you live in, what you drive. Don't build your life on your 401k plan. That stuff is fleeting. That's, I mean, think about how fast culture shifts. The iPhone that you're probably streaming this from right now, let's be honest, two years from now, that thing will be in the junk drawer and you'll want another iPhone. Why? Because it's fleeting. It's sand. And so Jesus is urging us and, and really helping us to understand that the foundation that we build our lives on has to be a solid ground. But don't get it twisted. Even if you're a wise builder, you'll still have a storm. Even if you're a wise builder, you will still have to endure the storm. And we should rejoice because if it wasn't for the storm, you wouldn't know what you were built on. Both of these houses seem to be made uh, in a wise way and you don't know which one is wise and which one is foolish until the storm came. In fact, why don't you pick up the verse with me? Verse 25 and 27 really say the same thing, so I'm only going to read one of them. Verse 25 says, and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. Both houses endured the storm. It did not, the rain didn't fall on one house. The storm didn't fall on one house. The winds didn't beat against one house. Jesus sent the storm to both houses. In other words, the storms of life, the life and the, the chaos that we are in right now, Christians aren't exempt from it. 
Let's just be honest. If you go around someone who has the virus, you can catch it just like anybody else. The storm hits both houses, but the one who has built his life on Jesus and Jesus' words, you should rejoice today because even though you're in the midst of chaos and in the midst of storms, your house will be able to stand. Why? Because your house is built to last. Notice that the text doesn't say if the rain fell, if the winds blow. No, no, it says and the rain. In other words, the storms of life are, are, are unavoidable. They're, they're inevitable. You, you will, if you're not going through a storm right now, you will be at some point. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that to give you the reality of life. I, I, I try to be a preacher that's going to preach honestly. I'm not going to tell you that you won't go through a storm. You probably will go through a storm. But here's the security that the believer has, that we have a foundation that is secure. So Christians aren't exempt from the storms of life. This is not a passing shower. But please note that three elements, like any one of these elements by themselves, could have taken out the, 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 the house that was built by the foolish person. Any one of them. I mean, you could, the rain could have taken out the house on the sand. The, the, the wind could have blown the house of sand down. Man, sand is such a, a, a faulty foundation. I remember going on vacation with my wife, and uh, we were down in Cancun, Mexico, and these guys were, were playing volleyball out on the beach. So shoot, I'm like, man, I want to play. So I, I jump on, on, on uh, I don't know if it's a court, what it is, but I, I jumped on this, the, the, the area that they were playing, and, and I jumped in, and I'm trying to run to hit the ball, and, you know, I'm thinking, man, I can, this is a stable ground, I can run on it, but sand is funny, man, that, that stuff shifts right under your feet. It's, it's, it's unstable, it's not, it's not a sure foundation, and when I read this passage, I was scratching my head go, going, why would anyone build their life on this stuff. And then I remember, oh, Jesus called them a fool. Jesus says, you're a fool if you build on anything else. Notice something about these houses. Both of these houses probably are identical. They might have been built with the same material. They might have the same amount of windows, same square footage, same, uh, same amount of entrances and back door. We, we don't know the details of the house uh, they both seem to be identical, and on a sunny day, you wouldn't know if you were in the house built by the wise person or the person that built with folly. We wouldn't know on a sunny day. The only way that you know what you're built on is when the storm came. That's the only way you, you know. And many of us right now are living in houses because it's a sunny day. You think you're building on a solid foundation, but it is not until the, the storm exposes what's underneath and that, I mean, that's a whole word for somebody. Somebody right now is trying to scratch their head, trying to figure out what life is like and what is going on. Why do you feel so much anxiety about this season of life? And could you have a faulty foundation under you? Here's the beauty of the passage. I think Jesus tells this passage because he knows that you can switch up the foundation today. Like, please hear me. If you're the one that's built on sand, now is a good time to switch the foundation because you have to switch the foundation on a sunny day. Because once the wind starts and the rain starts and the chaos is going on, it is then hard to build the foundation. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to have a foundation check today. I want everyone to check the stuff that you are building your life on. Write down areas of life that you feel like you, you, you've given to be idols in your life. Write those down and I want you to switch the foundation. 
Here's why I want you to rejoice. You can absolutely switch it today. Pastor B, how, how do I switch that foundation? You, you got to give me some clear, clear, give me clear direction. And I'm the type of guy, I just need a list. Tell me how to, how do I switch the foundation? Here's how Jesus made that available by getting on the cross. Because Jesus got on the cross for you and I. He, it's almost like he's, he gets on the cross and says, I'm the architect that can switch that foundation today. If you don't know Jesus, you, you need to get to know him today. Why? Because that foundation is not going to last if the storm comes. I, I want you to notice just one, one, one last phrase that he gives that shows us how detrimental it is to switch that foundation. Look at what he says in verse 27, the B part. And great was the fall. In other words, if you don't take this and heed this seriously, that the foundation is important, great is the fall. But if you trusted in Jesus, we don't have to be worried. We can rejoice that we have a savior that gave us a foundation that will be able to withstand anything. There's nothing you can go through that you can't withstand. I want to pray for two types of people as I end here. I want to pray for, number one, the person that is currently being impacted by this coronavirus. That, that person that is being impacted financially, the person that's being impacted physically, the person that's being impacted emotionally. Let's not disconnect our emotions to this season. The person that's being impacted or, or knows somebody that's being impacted that's then impacting them and their way of life. I'm going to pray for you. But I also want to pray for the one who doesn't know Jesus. Like if you don't know him, we all had to get there at one point where we're like, man, I don't know who he is, but I want to know him. That's you. Man, call up somebody that you know knows Jesus to ask them, what does it mean to give my life to the Lord? What does it mean to switch my foundation? I'll give you this one verse. Philippians 4, 7 said, God's peace surpasses all understanding. We may not understand the chaos we are in right now, but God's peace surpasses all understanding. What you don't understand right now, Jesus understands. He not only understands, but he was in this season before you got here. God is not in heaven going, yo, what happened? How did this happen? How did the world go in, into a chaos? He's in full control. He is sovereign. He is not looking at the spirit going, what happened? You weren't on your job. He's not looking at Christ saying, why didn't you die for them? No, all of it has been played out and Jesus knows what is happening. And you should trust somebody that knows. Maybe you don't know him today. I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone who is watching and streaming and piping in and commenting and sharing. I pray for them today. Father, all of us are either one of these two builders. We're either the wise builder that has built our lives on a solid foundation, or we are the foolish builder that has heard your word. We're not ignorant, we've heard the word, but we decided to walk out and build our lives on our finances. Father, would you help us today to shift our perspective of what we should build our lives on? And so Father, would you put people around us that will encourage us to keep the foundation solid. Keep the foundation a rock. It is in your beautiful name that we give glory and honor. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for streaming today. Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. You should go to our website. You should download our app. You should check out our social media just to stay connected so you can see what else is going on. Why don't you receive this doxology to the Lord? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for streaming today. Love you guys.